Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, pastor at St. Dominic's in Youngstown. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to have you again as we uh, go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, and we discuss what we believe as Catholics, and we've been discussing the Ten Commandments. Today we're going to talk about the Ninth Commandment, which says, Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife. So the question in uh, the UCAT, question number 462, asks, Why does the Ninth Commandment forbid sexual desire? Yeah, that's, uh, we need to distinguish. Uh, it's a good question. We need to distinguish. It doesn't forbid sexual desire. Sexual desire is a good and holy thing that God gives us. What it does um, dis- uh, talk against is disordered desire. So sexual desire is good, healthy, holy. Um, disordered desire is bad, leads away from God, leads away from good relationship. Uh, diminishes one's capacity to enter into a, a, a lifelong and fulfilling, flourishing human relationship. This, uh, these two commandments, you know, the ninth and tenth commandment, they start. They now talk about what's going on in the human heart. They're, what's going on interiorly? You know, for example, the ninth commandment: coveting your neighbor's wife. We're talking about what's in a person's heart. And this this touches on what we talked about earlier in terms of the foundation of Catholic moral reflection, especially as expounded by St. Thomas Aquinas, that the moral life is not about following rules and regulations. It's not about following commandments per se. It's about an interior transformation. It's about what's going on in your heart. Not that it's not that actions are unimportant. Actions are very important. But what the moral life has to do with the sources of human action, namely the human heart. Uh, you know, we are, in t- as humans, we are intelligent and free. We choose our actions freely. And there, our actions are the result of what's going on inside of us. So what is going on inside of us when we covet our neighbor's wife. Well, there's disordered sexual desire. Now, this touches on several virtues. Uh, Namely, it goes against the virtue of temperance, which has to do with making sure that our desires and our uh, passions always measure up to uh, human intelligence, human reason which is rooted in divine wisdom. Uh, And so uh, we have to ask ourselves the question, okay, why am I coveting? Let's say I'm coveting my neighbor's wife. Why am I coveting my neighbor's wife? What What is lacking in the virtue of temperance? Because purity, chastity, they have to do with the virtue of temperance. And then 
what is it in my life that I'm not able to moderate? Uh, so that, because the virtue of temperance has to do with reasoned moderation, reasoned desire. Now, desire very easily gets out of control. God gave us good desires, good sexual desires, because they are meant to motivate us to pursue the good for a man and a woman to get married and raise kids. That's why God gave us strong sexual desires. But if our desires are not guided by human reason and human wisdom, which is tied in with divine wisdom, then our desires, our passions, our emotions, which are meant to help us to attain human happiness and human flourishing, will instead destroy us, destroy our relationships, destroy community, and diminish who we are. Unfortunately, Father, I have have a little experience in this area. There was a time when I was away from the church for many years when I was younger. And I finally came to the realization that I had gotten into the habit of impure thoughts. And it was by the grace of God that I was able to catch myself and realize what I was doing. And because of that, I realized I hadn't been to confession for many years. And I'd like to be able to sit here and tell you that by going to that one confession or that first confession, all my problems were solved. They weren't. But I realized I needed to continue to go. And over a period of time, and in between confessions, I would pray, especially at our Blessed Mother, for the gift of purity and chasteness and holiness. And it took it took me quite a while, probably a couple of years, before I was able to completely eradicate from my heart and from my mind, this bad habit that I had uh, picked up and, and perfected over so many years, but it, it kept me from having the relationship with my wife that I wanted, with my family, my children, and, but more importantly, with God himself. So again, it was the grace of God, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that made me realize, hey, you got you got to change this or you're, you're going to end up in a really bad place. So again... Uh, I never had a problem with pornography, but I, I know of several men who do, and, and the, the uh, Internet today makes it so easy to uh, engage in sexual fantasies uh, for free online. Uh, I've never had that problem. But the point is, is because we've been talking about reality, we've been talking about truth, we've been talking about the love of God, those things, if we aspire to those things, it'll make it repugnant for us to have a bad thought or an impure thought. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's what the life of virtue is meant to help us to do, to find, uh, so that we will get to a point where we find evil repugnant. Now, we need to distinguish very carefully. Look, there's nothing wrong with appreciating the beauty of a woman. And, you know, and even to a certain extent having sexual desire for a beautiful woman. That's a normal, healthy holy thing. When we talk, when the commandment, the ninth commandment talks about coveting, it talks about allowing this, uh, a disordered desire to so shape your life, your life, that it affects your relationships. So, you know, how does my appreciation of the beauty of women, how does that affect my, in other words, we need to step back and we need to honestly examine ourselves and our thoughts to look into our heart 
to exercise a, a healthy sort of introspection, an, an examination of our hearts. Um, and one can reasonably and uh, say that, you know, I find this woman attractive. And, um, you know, uh, and I would have some kind of sexual desire for her. But I'm not going to let that determine my life and my relationships. I'm not going to allow uh, that kind of desire to dictate how my day goes, uh, uh, what I think, um, what I do. Rather, that desire will be ordered, put in its correct place, ordered accordingly, so that it, it will help me to find human happiness rather than prevent me from finding human happiness. Now, look at, and this cashes out in very practical terms. The, the married man who inordinately desires other women other than his wife, you can see how that, that will not help him to attain human happiness and human flourishing. And like you say, if he finds, if a man in that situation finds that he does not have the strength to overcome these strong temptations, that's what the grace of the sacraments are for. The Holy Eucharist, the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation. Look, the Lord does not expect us to fulfill these commandments by human resources alone. He expects that we will turn to him for his help, and he will help us. He will always give us the grace we need because he loves us, because he wants us to be happy, and he knows that following the truth, which is embedded in these commandments, is what's going to make us happy. Another point that, that really helped me uh, is recognizing the truth and the fact that other women are sisters in Christ, just like we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and they're daughters of God. So looking at an attractive woman in that way made me realize that, uh, number one, I'm a happily married man and I want to stay that way. However, when there's a, a, a young lady or another woman that's attractive, I, I can give her genuine love as a sister in Christ. So again, that allowed me to have that, that, attra that affection or that feelings in a positive way towards another, another woman. Sure, you can appreciate her beauty, both exterior beauty and interior beauty. Remember now, interior beauty, the life of virtue, the virtuous life, is more important than exterior beauty. Why? Well, exterior beauty fades. Interior beauty lasts and grows. Um, and, uh, and you can, and then that appreciation of, of a beautiful woman then can actually help your marriage. You know, because now it, it puts into perspective the whole notion of physical beauty. Because, see, our culture, our current culture is too, too wrapped up in physical beauty. Too, mm -hmm. it, it, it really is, um, it spends too much time and too much resources. And, you know, it, it's important to try to look beautiful. No, a person should spend time trying to look beautiful. But it's when that time and effort becomes inordinate. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, certain elements of the media have led us 
to concentrate more on physical beauty than on interior beauty and to forget that what lasts, namely interior beauty, is more important. So how does one achieve purity of heart? That's, that's a good question. That's the point of the life of virtue, to achieve purity. So um, one has to, in order to develop the virtues, and purity has to do with the virtue of temperance, um, one needs to use their intelligence and their creativity to find ways to come to appreciate beauty and truth and community and unity. Um, one needs the help of, of the grace of the sacraments. One needs, and, and when I say use their intelligence and their creativity, they need to find constructive ways to fruitfully expend their energies. And of course, one of those is going to going to church, going to mass, and, and receiving the Eucharist, and going to confession on and a get, regular basis. And get involved in your church. Call the pastor. Help. Ask him how you can help. Get the help of other people, so we aren't trying to do everything ourselves. So that we're not spending all our time absorbed in in a world that's trying to convince us of lies. Well said, Father. You've been listening to Father Greg Maturi as we discuss the Ten Commandments, in particular today, the Ninth Commandment from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. This has been Tim Perry. Until next time, remember that God loves you more than you can imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.